0: Welcome to Today on Broadway for Thursday, April 15th, 2021. I am Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Aki.
1: And I'm arts and culture writer, Ashley Steves. As always,
0: make sure that you're on our Patreon for Broadway Radio. That's patreon.com slash Radio, And make sure that you listen all the way to the end of the episode. There will be more information about a new show to come that will be exclusively for Patreon members until June. Yes, then.
1: very excited. I Before we started, I, started, uh, I scheduled the post for this episode and saw <laughs> yeah. Jan's podcast and scheduled in our uh, back end. So I'm very excited to listen to it. I won't tell you what it is yet, but I'm very excited. I
0: feel like everyone's group text was um, going insane today. So we're just going to jump right into the uh, news that huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. is going on. So Karen Olivo, which is a 2020-2021 Tony nominee, for uh, their performance in Moulin Rouge, has just announced via Instagram that she will not return to the show when it reopens on Broadway. Um, Here is a quote from them. Social justice is more important than being the sparkling diamond. Building a better industry is more important than putting money in my pockets. The silence about Scott Rudin unacceptable they continue i don't want i don't need to be on stage i need to be out here people are more important than your pocketbook i want a theater industry that matches my integrity come on y'all it's not here obviously let's go make it awesome what a bold
1: statement i I mean what a badass
0: (laughs) yeah like this was this comes as like Not a shock. And then a shock to a lot of people. I think it's like very nuanced. Um, but the video was incredibly exciting. It was like a five Mm -hmm. minute Instagram IGTV video that we also posted on our Instagram feed so that you could have a link to it. Um, that every all the points in here were really valid. It's a lot of the echoing that we've been hearing from great Broadway social activists, and I just you know yeah. this is the first person to do this, and this is a this is a person of color in a in a principal role and a in one of the most highest grossing Broadway shows. Yep. Um, so you know if if they can do it is my point. If they can do it, exactly.
1: Matt and I talked about this the other day of like yeah. you know kind of putting the onus on actors, and obviously yeah. that's a very Difficult line to you know straddle because Mm -hmm. the owner shouldn't be on actors. However, people like Hugh Jackman who do not have to worry about (laughs) losing their job should probably be speaking out about things like this. However, if Hugh Jackman exactly, yeah, exactly. But if the you know the question is if Hugh Jackman speaks out about something. Uh, will the show close and will all the actors underneath him, all the other people that work underneath him also lose their jobs? I think that's a little bit different than what's happening here. I think having somebody in such a, uh, who's not a Hugh Jackman, you know, Hugh Jackman and Karen Olivo are not on the same level as far as Hollywood goes. They're, Mm -hmm. you know, not regarded in the same way. Um, but Karen is in a, as you said, a major show, a high grossing, sh- grossing show. One is one that's been running for technically three years now. Three, if you oh want, gosh, if you want to, if you actually count last year, um, uh, or two or three years, I don't know how to count. Anything anymore. Uh, you know, Tony Nominee in the lead or one of the two lead roles. So this is major. And to have someone come out and say what I think we all latched to I want a theater industry that matches my integrity and to like really say that loudly, saying that what we have right now, the industry we have right now, is <laughs> is yeah. unacceptable.
0: As un- in my opinion, if somebody, w- if somebody were smart, like if a producer were smart, they'd snatch them right up, of course, right now. of and, course. and put them in in a leading role in a show uh, that is worthy of that caliber, and then also like. That stands for something important and hopefully like going forward this is the norm that we aren't going to you know chastise we're just going to elevate and motivate people to be social justice warriors in this way and, and we're just so excited for them so thank you Karen yeah.
1: you, would, you would as you said just now you would absolutely hope so That's okay. I mean mm-hmm. that's the highest level of optimism I can have that this will not hurt their career in any way And I worry about that. And I hate that I have to worry about that because Karen Alito is a, you know, a star, an absolute Mm -hmm. star. Watching her on stage is so exciting. And they should be in every, (laughs) they should be in every show imaginable. I just think they're incredible. Uh, but now it's like what, unfortunately, it's what's going to happen next. And I'm sure they're not so worried about that because that was the point of the whole statement of, you Mm -hmm. know, this is more important to me than my pocketbook. I'm not so worried about it from a financial standpoint. I'm worried about it from an actor being blacklisted, a, a talented actor being blacklisted standpoint. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what everyone is kind of, uh you know, bouncing around in their heads of, is this thing going to be worth it? And of course we know the answer is that it's going to be worth it, but there are so many factors here that it's difficult to say that in such a black and white way, but You know It's it's refreshing and so rare At this point We've been talking about Scott Rudin news For exactly a week now Mm -hmm. Um, And Karen is one of the first People to speak out about it In any form We've seen some stuff on social media uh, And a lot of people kind of speaking In vague terms Which understandable But this is really (laughs) as black and white As we've seen it As far as Scott rooted in the silence around his abuse is unacceptable and we need to do better as an industry.
0: Yeah, here's, here's hoping. So before we get into the rest of the news, we're going to take a moment and talk about our sponsor for this week, ExpressVPN. Yes,
1: indeed. As we keep preaching, you need, <laughs> yes, need to be using ExpressVPN to protect your security and to watch whatever you want, no matter where you are located. With ExpressVPN, you can unlock shows and movies that are only available in other countries. So say you're here in the U.S. and you want to watch Doctor Who on UK Netflix or First Prince of Bel-Air on Australian Netflix, which is a weird combination, but they have it, you you can do that. ExpressVPN lets you change your online locations so you can control where you want sites to think you're located.
0: Yeah, I remember the first time anyone suggested using a VPN, and I was like, that sounds really complicated for me, Mm. but no, with ExpressVPN, I can just open the app, select a location, tap one button to connect, and refresh the page to access thousands of new shows and movies, which is nice because I'm running out of things to binge watch. Uh, You can (laughs) choose from almost 100 different countries, and that means that I can watch all of my Studio Ghibli films like Kiki's Delivery Service and Open Prizes and Spirited Away and Totoro um, on UK Netflix and watch all of my favorite other anime that isn't cheaply on Japanese Netflix. Just (laughs) really.
1: And this is on all the streaming services of the approximately 255,400 of them you can choose from. So Hulu, YouTube, Netflix, BBC iPlayer, some that don't even exist yet. We wouldn't be advertising it if it wasn't the best and it is. There's no buffering, no lag, and you can use it on any of your devices to browse safely and anonymously.
0: Yes, go to expressvpn.com slash radio to get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Sounds like a very good deal. I'm just saying you should do that. Yeah, <laughs> ExpressVPN.com, E-X-P-R-E-S-S, VPN.com slash radio. Yeah, so now we're going to kind of roast the Tonys again for the moment because <laughs> the Steel Lortel Awards came out with something today.
1: There really, really should just be a consistent, I mean, to be fair, whatever Matt's on the show, there is a consistent roast the Tonys segment like, with his intro. And again, uh, we're just
0: roasting the fact that they haven't yeah, done anything. We're not exactly. roasting like
1: the awards themselves. <laughs> so. I mean, they should be, but yeah, that's besides the point.
0: <laughs> So the 2021 Lucille Lortel Awards is a normal ce- celebration of off-Broadway excellence and that's you know what they're going to do now with pre-taped special uh, the pre-taped special will honor the writers, actors, directors, choreographers, designers, musicians, stagehands, producers, theater staff and the audiences who all contribute to off-Broadway theater. You know, it's going to feature testimonials from members of the community as well as a lot of like fun facts, video footage from past award shows cuz that's you know there for their Lucille Lortel vault. The program... Will premiere on Sunday, May 2nd at 7 p.m. on www.lortelawards.org. And as always, the benefit will go to the Actors Fund. So I'm excited, though. Again, we're going to honor Off Broadway Theater. You know, Off Broadway is what's going to revive Broadway Theater faster. I mean, I I look at regionals, nonprofits, community, like all of the smaller venues are going to be what what gets opened first. So I'm, I'm looking forward to honoring that.
1: Absolutely. These are, as you said, these are going to be the first shows back. There's already shows that are open, as we've talked about, uh, shows that are starting to shift towards opening, which is also nice. And those are all obviously off-Broadway shows, not Broadway shows. So we're going to get off-Broadway awards before we get Broadway awards, which will never happen again in this lifetime, (laughs) it seems. So it's always good (laughs) to see any kind of award show at this point celebrating theater.
0: Yeah, So uh, Matt and I were talking yesterday about how the uh, the new Broadway vaccination site is opening up Mm -hmm. uh, starting on Wednesday, April 14th. So that's yesterday. Technically, at this point, the Actors Fund um, will help schedule COVID-19 vaccine appointments for the Broadway vaccination site that's located on 47th Street and 7th Avenue for members of the performing arts and entertainment community who are working, living or let's face it, not working um, and attending or not attending school in New York City will include the phone number and then the uh, information on how to contact them in the show notes. It's nice to see the Actors Fund uh, doing... Something like this you know helping
1: People Definitely.
0: Um, get their vaccines Especially at this site because one thing That I kept seeing on Twitter especially circulating Was the fact that all of these theater people Said that's so cool that there's a Broadway Vaccination site except for the fact that I don't know how To get an appointment right. which is weird right. because Isn't that the point of this?
1: <laughs> you would think so uh, You would absolutely Think so but yeah that it, it's Good that they're because that's what I saw I saw it on Twitter on yeah. Wednesday of like this fu- Finally being mm-hmm. publicly Advertised as far as hey call the this number or email vaccines at actorsfund.org to do this uh, and we'll actually like help you schedule your appointment and then the follow-up was like or you can go to like the statewide site which is what everyone was kind (laughs) of assuming and has been doing for the past three thousand months so it's you know good to have that kind of liaison there of Uh call this number and we'll do the thing that we're supposed to be doing and that we're promising that we're going to be doing and it's not like you know trying to solve a rubik's cube to find out how
0: exactly so I'm excited that uh, someone's going to be helping facilitate that. Now I want to talk about uh, a live performance opportunity. Wow, wow, wow. Who knew? Oh we could talk God. about beautiful things. Uh, the arts are coming back to Bryant Park. The beloved uh, Midtown Space has just announced the 2021 return of picnic performances, which I didn't even know about. So what? bummed that I didn't even know about this. What? I know. And I used to live near uh, what's uh, the Port Authority bus terminal. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. Was in no, no, no. Okay. I would just come in through the bus. I would come in on the bus. I and used to live in West Long New York.
1: York, so I
0: understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, 25 live and in-person music, dance, and theater events, opportunities partner- in, produced in partnership with a diverse and storied lineup of New York City's performing arts institutions. I'm excited about this. I'm just going to tell you mm-hmm. a little bit of a rundown of the people that are involved. Um, there are going to be performances uh, with people in partnership with Carnegie Hall, Jazz at Lincoln Center, New York City Opera, Classical Theater of Harlem, Joe's Pub, Paul Taylor Dance Company, Limon Dance Company, Elisa Monte Dance, National Sawdust Harlem Stage, and Jazz Mobile, Historic Harlem Parks, uh, Greenwich House Music School, New York Chinese Cultural Center, Music from the Soul, and more. I mean, this is nice. It's going to open up June 9th. Um, these are
1: great yeah. I I am I I can't believe you haven't seen them before they're really no. great that, well this is the, I I'm biased in the sense that I always used to work at New York Public Library right there so'd i be like oh. okay go and work there and then on my lunch yeah. break go and watch like either the Broadway performances or go to watch you know these picnic performance kind of things um, so I love these and I've spoken about my love for a lot of these organizations especially Joe's pub so which mm-hmm. I'm deeply deeply missing <laughs> so yeah, I'll see course. them in any Format possible especially I love
0: the cabaret outdoors.
1: scene Of course that used to be my thing
0: <laughs> well, I mean, I used to I, I enjoyed watching Broadway buskers and Times Square. That's the one that yeah, I. Was, oh, that, there's something too. going on there. Uh, But no, this is exciting for me to learn about. And I'm so glad that we can share this and hopefully I'll be there. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> finally, we'll talk about Um, you talked about Hugh Jackman earlier. I'm going to talk about him now. Mm. Tony winner Hugh Jackman and Oscar winner Laura God's Gift to the World Dern. Laura Dern. Start in a- Laura Dern. Uh, they're going to start in a movie adaptation of The Sun, the third in the flooring and Zeller's trilogy of family dramas. I did not realize this was a trilogy. I feel like you yep. probably already knew that because we just discussed the father.
1: Yes, indeed. Yeah. So I'm excited that they're gonna do another movie adaptation of one of his works. We got The Father, The Mother, and The Son. Usually I haven't read The Mother or The Son or seen them in performance. Uh, obviously. Mm-hmm. We've now watched the Father movie yep. version and also read The Father. Um so I'll, I've, <laughs> I've kind of got some feelings towards Hugh Jackman at the moment, but I will see Laura Dern in anything she wants to do forever.
0: You know, and and the, here's the thing: we just we hope there's still time left for Hugh Jackman to make a statement. Yeah. Um, it doesn't seem like in his wheelhouse to normally do that but but no, I he's know. busy you know hanging what I mean? out
1: with the kushners so he doesn't have ah!
0: time
1: to do that all
0: right so finally we're going to talk about a recommendation from ashley and i because i feel like we're gonna have things to say about this we both mm. started ted lasso this week
1: yeah not only did we start ted lasso but i watched it in a total of a day <laughs> like the See, whole thing no i watched only the whole thing four. Oh, my God. I'm done. I'm ready to start. I'm ready to rewatch it. That's where I'm at. I've watched it all. I'm like, let's go. Let's do it again. I'm up to five
0: musical theater references at this point. Oh, my God. I'm yeah. up to five. Yeah.
1: I, I feel like when Matt was preaching about how much I need to watch this, he probably mentioned yeah. musical th- the, how many musical theater references there are in it. But even going into it, I just didn't expect as many musical references as there are, and I was so pleasantly surprised. I like that we're doing this as a recommendation, by the way, and not like yeah. musical theater, because there's no, there's nothing. So we're going to talk about Ted Lasso because it's an incredible show and I've recommended it to like four people so far.
0: Well, I feel like we've talked about it enough on the show to where we had to f- yeah. do a follow up of the fact that yeah. you and I are both finally watching it this week, and we do agree did with it. our listeners. It is a lot of fun. It is lovely. We begrudgingly
1: we begrudgingly agree with Matt Tamanini that yes, <laughs> he was right about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Know? And see,
0: I did tweet if this ever goes to Broadway. I'm telling you, Andrew Cobert needs yeah. to star as <laughs> Ted Lasso. Tell that's me that's pretty good.
1: That's pretty great. I like that.
0: Yeah, so there you go. Thank you guys for <sighs> listening today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. Don't forget about our Patreon for Broadway Radio, patreon.com slash Broadway Radio. You can find me all of the time on Twitter and Instagram at
1: It's Grace Aki. Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me watching Ted Lasso again for the <laughs> second, third, and hundredth time. But also, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at no, this is Ashley.
0: Alrighty, guys. Thank you so much. We'll see you tomorrow.
2: Hey, Patreon subscribers, it's Jan Simpson here. I've missed going to the theater, and I've missed sharing conversations about it with you all. So I'm really excited to be able to introduce you to my new podcast, All the Drama, which will focus on the over 100 plays and musicals that have won America's highest theatrical honor, the Pulitzer Prize for Drama. We'd originally planned to start the series when the Pulitzer board announced this year's winner, but they've decided to postpone the announcement from its usual mid-April date to June 11th. But as I said, I'm excited to share this new show, and so James and I have decided that the first two episodes will be released early to you, our most devoted supporters. The first will drop in your feed this week.